0: gospel chapter four kind of bring you up to date on the story i won't take the time to read all of it but just to bring you up to date you know this is the story we call the woman at the well this is the story jesus came he was coming through samaria and he stopped at the well and there was a woman there and this woman she was you know doing as they had to do every day was to gather water And, of course, he talked to her, and he said, You know, if you knew who I was, you would ask of me, and I would give you living water. And so she said, Please, sir, give me of this living water that I thirst no more. And, of course, you know the story. He said, Go get your husband and come back. She said, I don't have a husband. And he said, True, you don't have a husband, for you've had five, and the one that you're with now is not your husband. And she said, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Wow. What a deep thinker. If you could say that, you'd just know, okay, yeah, this guy's got the goods. Then she said something, I'll read it, but then she said something interesting. She changed uh, changed the subject real quick. You know, it's how it is. When you find out somebody's spiritual or go to church or a pastor, or whatever people, you know, they say, what do you do for a living? I tell them I'm a pastor and a, and a certified life coach and whatever, and they'll say, my favorite scripture is, and they probably hadn't read that thing in who knows how many years, but they changed the subject. They want to you know, try to equalize. So this woman's trying to equalize the situation, and she said, uh, So, sir, uh, we say that we worship here at this mountain. You, the Jews, say you worship at Jerusalem. Which one is right? Jesus said something very, very, very important. He said... The time's going to come when you won't worship at this mountain or in Jerusalem. The time will come, and now is, because Jesus had come, when you will worship in spirit and truth, because Jesus said, Father God is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I just told you the whole story instead of reading it. But the thing that I want you to look at is that last verse that says... (coughs) Father God is seeking those who will worship in spirit and in truth. And he's still looking for that. Jesus shows up at the churches. Father God sees all that goes on. He knows all. You know, he doesn't have to accept your worship. You know, it's kind of interesting to me when that kind of came to me. You know, I just thought, and he loves all kinds of music. That's not the issue. But he only is looking for those who will worship in spirit and in truth. And so we want to talk about that. That's what I want to talk to you about for a little bit. I want to set you free because, you know, we have this preconceived idea that to worship means you got to do it this way, this way, this way. And what he wants is your heart. He's looking for your heart. So first of all, let's look at this, this thought. Worship, when we talk about worship, hey, let's all just worship. The very first thing that comes to mind is lifting hands and singing to the Lord you know, worship is vertical music and that's correct but if you really look at it you know I love the Greek language because it paints such a good picture uh, if you look at Greek it actually the worship is actually not just music but it is always prayer so worship is actually prayer that sounds a little bit weird and it would be so because when we think about prayer we think about asking for stuff right but you know actually prayer is not that's only one small part of prayer the word prayer in the Greek if you like Greek words I do if you like Greek words the word for prayer in its root form is the Greek word pros p-r-o-s, pros and pros prayer pros means this it means nose-to-nose Elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, toe to toe, it means this with Father God. All prayer is, is a close relationship with his presence. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, you guys have just finished a series on the names of God. And if you'll just go through the names of God, I tried it at second service and I... I, I don't know how many I missed, but I missed a bunch of them. But if you'll go through the names of God, it, it is actually praise. It's actually reminding yourself that that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Nisi, your banner of victory. He is Jehovah Tzidkenu, your righteousness. And you'll have to go back and look at your notes for the rest of them. But that's praise and he inhabits that that's why that that series on the names of God was so important because it gives you what you need to actually scripturally praise him and usher in his presence in your life think about this Debbie and I we live in Salem Virginia if you wanted to know about Salem Virginia and you wanted to always walk in Salem You would get, just we would say, come on, come with us and we'll show you. And we would take you around all of Salem and you would always walk where you should walk. Because we know Salem. When you walk the presence, nose to nose, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, toe to toe with Father God in his presence, you're always walking in his perfect will and plan because that's where he walks. Worship is more than just something we do at church. It is a lifestyle. It is survival. It is breathing the very life that he created for you is worship. So prayer is that. Prayer is pros. So when we talk about worship, the Greek word for ro- worship starts it's two words it's a compound word and it is pros kaneo kaneo and kaneo means to adore and the word kaneo in the greek it actually paints the picture in, in, in classical greek writing that word would mean to adore to kiss uh the hand as a dog would now, we have two little puppies. One will be a year old next week. One will be a uh, year old in January. And when I come home from wherever I'm at, actually, they don't really think I've been, you know, when I've, I'm gone, I've just been gone. So I could just go around the block or I could just go out to the trash can and come back and they're like, he's home, he's home, he's home. <laughs> and they start bouncing around. The little girl, she'll dance. We call her the dancing bunny because she, when she runs, she just hops. <laughs> But she dances when i come in the door and they lick my hand and they 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 rub on my legs <coughs> excuse me and if i get in the floor which i do uh they just jump all over me and i got a face full of dog kisses that's the picture of what of what worship is Now i know you're thinking that's a little bit weird and unsanitary and all the above <laughs> But just take out the unsanitary part and think about the fact that these dogs adore us they do the same for debbie they adore us so much that they can't wait to tell us how much see worship is not about just music it's about presence it's about being with him so when i you know uh, last year when we were here if you'll remember I needed someone to help me up the steps because you know i had just got you know out of the covid mess and and the, the hospital stay in the um rehab and all that goofy stuff uh and I, I today i'm standing here um beside having a little scratchy throat of course, I, this is my third service today and that takes a lot out of you you should be very thankful that your pastor's willing to do that for you um But today, you know, the doctors say, I'm I'm 100%. They keep thinking that they're going to find something else wrong, so they run a test. But no, I'm good. I'm back. I'm just as strong as I ever was. And the reason for that is because I stood in the presence of Jehovah Rapha, my healer. The presence of God brings victory. The presence of God brings answers. The presence of God think of it here again, the presence of God will keep you in the perfect plan all the time. We get out, we, get, we, we, we miss a turn, we, we mess up. It's usually because we're distracted, and we put him down the, down the list. Anybody ever said this? I don't know if y'all remember. Some of you will remember the, the commercial. I could have had a V8. I could have prayed. I could have done what God said to do. We tried all this. I know what? Let's pray. Should have done it at the beginning. But we get busy with stuff. We get distracted. Our minds get filled with all this stuff. And uh, we miss this great tool called worship. Uh, our mom in the faith. Uh, Louise Brock used to say, practice his presence. He's with me all the time. To the degree you do that it will be the degree you have victory. So he said this, Jesus said this, he said, my father is seeking out. And this word in the Greek actually, uh, I don't want to get too deep into the digging this one, but it actually is a word that actually means to Look through a file cabinet for a file. I mean, I know that you got it on your phone now, but there was a time where you had three file drawers, and you pull one out. And you start in the front, and you go all the way to the back looking for a file. You don't see it, so you start the back. And you go all the way back to the front. You do that two or three times. That's what this word seeking means. It actually means that God is looking for, searching those that will worship him in spirit and in truth now i mean i've been teaching this i've been saved 47 years and i've been teaching this for 40 and that scripture always bothered me i can rationalize it I, i can figure okay so spirit and in truth means that we've got to worship him in the spirit which means you know praying in the spirit, spirit, singing in the spirit, whatever and the truth being the word so you got to you got to worship according to the word do you know what I found out that even though that's true it goes a lot deeper than that I know people who worship by the word and try to do you know in the Hebrew which I'm not a Hebrew student by any chance But in the Hebrew, there's, I don't know, eight or so different postures for worship. And there are people that try to do all of them in one service. And they get condemned in their own heart because they feel like they're not doing enough. I'm here today to free you up because you don't have to do it that way. That becomes law. Anything that you do because you're supposed to do it is law. And we should be free. We should be free to our heart. Now, that doesn't give you, uh, you know, the right to just go off and do, you know, in the middle of service, whatever you want, because God is a God of order, of course. But a lot of times we condemn ourselves because we're just, I'm not good enough. I don't bow enough. I don't lay across the floor enough. I don't, you know, shout enough or whatever. So let's look at this phrase. That God is searching for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. The word spirit in the Greek is the Greek word pneuma, pneuma and it is the word for breath. Now, for you and I, that just, you know, we just think about breathing part of life. You do what you breathe. If you don't breathe, guess what? Not good. But for the eastern culture the word breath actually means life and so when you worship in spirit you're worshiping with your life which just simply means it's just real simple it just simply means that you are in everything you do kendra said it she did it first service she, she preached my message again you you, you everywhere you go If you're practicing his presence, he's with you in the car. Some of you are thinking, oh, no, I guess I better slow down a little bit. You only slow down when you see the police car. Well, what if you just thought Jesus is sitting here beside me looking at the speedometer going, "Uh, where's my other seatbelt? And he doesn't do that, of course. But um, if you're worshiping with your life, now, in that culture, the word life is compared with and, and connected with heart. And so we could say it this way. You need to worship from your heart. The word heart in the Greek is the Greek word cardia. If you go to Jerusalem today and you go into the old city, the main street where the, the four quarters are... Uh, divided from the main street is called the cardia and it means main street to us that doesn't mean as much as in that culture and in that time main street meant the place where decisions were made you, anybody grew up in a small town where you met at the, at the barbershop or at the market or somewhere and you talked about stuff and you talked it out and, and decisions were made you know, your heart, not this muscle, but your heart is the part of man that is comprised of three parts. It is the mind or intellect, the emotions, and the will. Your, your intellect says, I know. This is why your, your mind needs to be uh, renewed by the word of God. If your mind is not renewed, then all of your, all of your decisions are going to be based on what other people say, what TV says, what Facebook says, what the government says, what all these say instead of what the Word says. And I think you and I both know that it, decisions based on the Word are going to be a whole lot better than based on CBS, NBC, ABC, whatever, whatever. Then there's the emotional side of man, and God made emotions. I know men sometimes say, "Uh, my wife is just so emotional. I'm waiting to see how many women go. You know, women are not emotional. They're sensitive. There is a difference. You know, because we are equal. You realize this? You know, men and women are equal. You know, we are equal. For for the most part, uh, men are stronger physically, but women are so much stronger. I'll say the word emotionally, but it means sensitive-wise. My wife, she'll say, I, "I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about. It. I don't think we should do that." Every time. How many times? Every time I say no, I don't. I, I'm going to do it this way. I'm wrong, and she's right. Every time. I mean, come on. But when i say she'll say no i don't think we should do that or no i don't think that's right and i agree with that and i run with that then then it works out fine uh, but god gave us emotions he, god has emotions so don't feel bad if you you know have a you know if you have an emotional thing but the the point here being that if we're going to worship him we have to worship him with our intellect god you are jehovah jireh you are jehovah Rapha. you are my healer you are my deliverer but you also have to have that emotion side, and then of course you put the two of those together, and it produces the will, and the will says, "I will." And this is how decisions are made. My point here is this: that a true worshipper must worship from the heart, not from a doctrinal book, not from our manual of uh, of lifestyle or whatever else, from the heart. But he says this also, he says, that he says not only should you worship in spirit, but worship in truth. Now, this is an awesome Greek word. I know you're going to love this Greek word. The Greek word for truth actually means, are you ready? Hold on to your seat. The Greek word for truth actually means truth. And I, when I read that, I thought, wow, thanks so very much. Because I was looking for this great earth-shattering thing. But then you start digging into this word truth, it just simply means this, not fake. So I want to free you up for just a minute and just get, let you say, I'm going to worship God how my heart dictates and my mind follows along because it's not just about worship. It's not, I mean, it's just not about music. So if you're one who raises your hand when you're driving in the car, don't raise both hands. You know, you can have a conversation with God that's worship. Because remember, worship is prayer. It's this. Face to face. Nose to nose. Toe to toe. Presence of God. Now, when we talk about the presence of God, understand that all of his answers are in that. When you need something, You know, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have read that scripture and read that scripture and read that scripture. And, you know, it's one of those that bothers me. And I studied that, riches and glory, one time. And actually, his riches and glory is not money. doesn't have any money in heaven. His riches and glory, there are five things, and then I'll tie this together. Five things. First of all, there is favor. Do you know that God wants to equip you with favor? That just means you're magnetic to everybody. I don't know why, but I like this guy. I don't know why, but I want to give them the job or the raise or the whatever. Favor. Number two is wisdom. You just seem to have the answers at the right time. Number three is opportunity. God's always opening doors of opportunity, strategy, the how to do things, and then just being in his presence. There's an anointing that causes you to rise above others. Because the word anointing just simply means ability. So God's anointing is God's ability put in you. When you're practicing his presence... And you're operating in him. All those things are available. God can speak to your heart when you're in his presence. A lot of times when you're not in his presence, he's still speaking, but you're not listening. Because you're so bombarded with everything else. I said this, I don't know what service this morning, but you need to cultivate a filter of thought cultivate a filter that when thoughts that are not of God come at you which they're going to you can filter those away and not spend your time on those so you can spend your time in God he has answers for you I'm thankful for this church I'm thankful you know to be able to get here but worship is simply that presence of him where all things are good all things are possible and he has a plan so let's take just a minute and let's just lift our hands if you like let's just kind of center in on him just for a moment just think about how good just think about something god's done in your life and allow him to minister to you if you have a need this morning If there's a sickness in your body. If there's a mental issue that you're a battle you're fighting. If you need God's help and attention in something, here's the place to get it. Not necessarily at church, although this is a good place to do it. But just in his presence. There is fullness of joy. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name, minister life to each and every person that's in this room. Father, they need you. And as they draw close to you, may your vast riches be deposited into their life. May things come, become crystal clear. May they know and understand you and know and understand your plan in Jesus name we say bodies are healed and we say that goodness belongs to each in Jesus mighty name and everybody said